Hello everyone. Before we get started with this podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we are meeting today, which for us are the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge the ongoing contribution they make to the life of our city and to the region. We'd also like to acknowledge the custodians of all the lands from where anybody joining this podcast is listening from. The program funds backbone teams in each community, so we fund an organisation that teams in, brings together and joins up the local services, so early childhood, education, health, family support services that uh, are in the community to really provide wraparound support to families and children. Without the community connectors, we couldn't be, you know, progressing and doing the work that we're, we're currently doing. So with our preschool campaign, we went from like eight, I think in 2022, to we now have 18 preschoolers in Anurugu. Um, so we're looking at also closing the gap targets and that's really important, a preschool program and a quality preschool program. Welcome to Public Sector Unearthed, a Work With Purpose spin-off series about people who drive grassroots change in Australia's public sector. My name is Megan Aponte-Payne and on Public Sector Unearthed, we're putting people and their stories front and centre. Our guests talk about their journeys in public service and how they're making a difference. This could be through mentoring, through communities of practice and effectively promoting the values and the purpose of the public sector. Right at the start, you heard the voices of Leslie Richardson and Therese Christoph-Smith. Leslie's the Director of Connected Beginnings, Angurugu, in the Northern Territory Government Department of Education. And Therese is now at the Department of Social Services, but was previously Assistant Director of Connected Beginnings at the Australian Department of Education. Connected Beginnings is a project close to their hearts. Set up as a grants program, it currently supports over 40 sites in Australia to give Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander children the best start in life. Up until a few weeks ago, Therese works from Canberra to support the program, and she says it's one of the best things she's ever done in her public service career. Leslie is part of the backbone team at Nguruguru that is driving change on the ground, and she's a wealth of, of lived and professional experience in the role. These are two truly inspiring people who make a significant contribution to the public services goals of putting people at the centre of policy and services. So let's hear from them now. Welcome to you both. It's great to have you with us today. Therese, can you tell us a bit about how you came to the Connected Beginnings program? Thanks very much for having us today and it's really a pleasure to be here. Um, the Yeah, I came to the Connected Beginnings program because I really wanted to make a difference uh, in what I wanted to do, you know, and what I wanted to work on as a public servant. I wanted to be able to, um, you know, really make a difference to people's lives. So uh, having the opportunity to come into the program and to be able to see, uh, you know, work with people on the ground that can drive change so that First Nations children can have the best start in life was something that I was really passionate about. So, um, you know, I've been there since since basically it began. I was in, involved in the design of the program since October 2015 um, and I stayed for eight years because, you know, it was, uh, you know, an amazing program to be involved with and uh, and definitely evolved and improved over time. That's fantastic. You must be such a, a rich um, source of knowledge for the program. 
And Leslie, uh, can you tell us a bit about your journey to this point and how that journey has served you in this current role? Yeah, quite a big story. So I started my public service career in Queensland um, in Department of Education as an Indigenous teacher aide. From there, I went over to Department of Families. So in the primary school, it was all literacy numeracy. In the high school, it was um, behavioural problems. So this is all working with Aboriginal children. Um, in department, in the Department of Education as a teacher aide, I couldn't go into the home and help children. So that's when I applied for Department of Families. So um, I had a quite a long and extensive career with Department of Families in Queensland and you know, the name because machinery of government changes. Um, we got mobbed several times, but um, it was child safety and then Department of Communities. So um, I worked in the front line in the funding area um, in HR, um, also in Indigenous policy, um, and then worked on the Queensland Child Protection Commission of Inquiry. So it's given me a good steed in in relation to systems and um, how you know um, government departments operate because you know I've worked in a lot of different areas um, along the way. I was lucky to receive a scholarship by my department and um, went on to do um, complete a bachelor of human services degree, um, which was conferred in two thousand and nine. Um, from then, um, oh, when I completed my degree. I did go over and do a stint in WA um, in child protection over there and um, worked up in the Pilbara, which gave me an opportunity to work in a remote Aboriginal community. Um, from there, I went back to um, uh, the Queensland Public Service. Um, and then when um, Campbell Newman came in, um, the government, there was lots of changes and a lot of um, public servants were shown the door. So from then I um, moved up to the ten the Northern Territory and I've been in the Northern Territory for the last 10 years. Um, firstly, I worked for a non-government organisation um, that was funded by Department of Health and Ageing, um, which was the, um, well, they're the primary health networks now. So I was the principal program officer for closing the gap um, in Aboriginal health. Um, and then went back into um, the NT public service um, with um, Territory Families and um, back into child protection. So, and from there, so I've, I've worked in frontline, I've worked in, um, I managed remote family support and I was the Aboriginal practice advisor, so then into a senior role um, in the Northern Territory public service after that, um, the opportunity came up to apply for the Connected Beginnings position. So I started that in February um, 2021. Fantastic. Sounds like you were very well qualified for that role. And Therese, turning to the Connected Beginnings program, in a few short, po short points, how does the program work and what does it do for communities on the ground? So the, the program funds backbone teams in each community. So we fund an organisation um, and that uh, that team then uh, brings together and joins up the local services. So early childhood, education, um, health, um, family support services 
that uh, are in the community to really provide wraparound support to families and children. They, the backbone teams can uh, usually also have like a community connector role so that those connector roles provide outreach to hard to reach families and children. Uh, you know, there might be some young mums in communities that don't attend any services and, and really um, are not engaged and that could be for various reasons. But, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the time where we see across the program is that some services are not culturally safe. So uh, really, you know, um, supporting those mums and dads um, to to really, you know, engage with services and really ensure that the children are, are getting uh, the care and um, and their health checks that they need so that they can make that successful, successful transition to school. Um, and, you know, those cultural, those connector roles are always also really important to um, really ensure that the cultural safety is well and also that they've, you know, that they've got the transport that they need, um, especially in remote communities where that really is a barrier to families and children being able to attend services. Um, and so then they, you know, they engage with community leaders and elders about really uh, what needs to is a priority for each community and they um, will establish a collective table or a leadership table to really undertake that action. And um, in the department, in our team, we uh, provided data dashboards and collected that data so that really could um, help them with their decision making and um, support them to prioritise their work on the ground. And yeah, so th that's basically the the uh, the main how the program how the backbone teams work and we have we've engaged Snake um, the National Voice of Our Children as the community partner to also support those backbone teams um, because they you know there's now 40 and they're uh, expanding out to 50 around the country and so uh, you know having Snake as there to support that work as well and to um, you know provide a community of practice and. And get the um, so that the teams can share practice, good practice across the country. Well, that sounds fantastic, and it's so great to hear it's growing to, to almost fifty. I mean, that's a fantastic sign. And so, Leslie, from your perspective, um, Teresa's just mentioned the backbone organisations. What does that look like on the ground in Angurugu? Um, so, when I started in the role, uh, we had um, two community connectors. Um, and yes, we worked mainly in Anurugu. And when I came into the role, I, you know, observed what was happening, how the practice was going. Um, we started with, for our baseline measurement, is to map the children um, in their community. But we were also mapping the children in the other communities. So in um, Groot Island itself, there's three communities. So there's Anurugu, Umbakumba, and the mining town of Alangula. And then our sister island is Bickerton. So the four communities, um, Mili Akbara, make up um, the Groot Archipelago. And then there's also outstations. Um, so what we did, yes, because of our children, uh, they're transient, um, the population and, you know, the, the parents, um, that we mapped all of the children um, zero to eight um, across the archipelago and we did a traffic light system so um, so the green green light was for children that were 
um, enrolled and engaged and attending early years services. So in um, in Groot or, uh, you know, Nurugu and Umbacumba, we do have our Families as First Teachers program. And that program is about the parent and child attending the early years services. So um, it's, you know, also building parenting capacity uh, in the community. And then, um, you know, we have a creche in Umbacumba. And then in um, Ali and Gula, there's a seagrass. And then um, at the community schools, Umbacumba and Anurugu, um, the Families as First Teachers program and the preschool, they're all in together. Um, so what we did was um, we did a specific campaign to have a standalone preschool also in um, Anurugu. And 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 with that standalone preschool, obviously the backbone team are, um, you know, the main supporters in that. So since I've been in the position, our community connectors in our backbone team have grown to 10 community connectors across three communities. Um, we have one in Umbacumba, six in Anurugu, and um, three in Alangula. Um, I myself um, am an Aboriginal person, and um, we also have a community engagement leader in the in um, in our team that supports uh, the Backbone team, and we also have um, manager um, integrated services lead. So. We've got quite a big team um, and, and we've expanded, but it all, we all bring it back to community. So, you know, we're trying to build our team to be more, um, and and they were in the past, like we used to have an elder um, in the team when um, Anurugu first got the funding, um, which has, you know, she's since passed before I got into the role. Um, but now we have two of her granddaughters um, working within the team. So, um, and without the community connectors, we couldn't be, you know, um, progressing and doing the work that we're, we're currently doing. So with our preschool campaign, we went from um, like eight, I think, in 2022 to we now have 18 preschoolers in Anurugu. Um, so we're looking at, you know, um, also closing the gap targets and, um, you know, that's really important, a preschool program and a quality preschool program so that, you know, not only teaching the children in two ways, Anandiliakwa and English, um, but we're, we're tracking them on their child development, utilising the ASQ track tool um, as well. And obviously, um, two of our community connectors, they work in the preschool. Um, so, yeah, the program has grown um, since I've been in the role, but it's the whole team collaboration and also the support that we have had from, um, you know, Department of Education, Commonwealth, and also Department of Education, um, Northern Territory. So, Leslie, if the program's growing, is it fair to say that kids and parents are responding well to the program? Um, yes. So, um, in the last 12 months as well, when I talked about the ASQ track tool, um, we partnered with the University of Melbourne and that's a tool 
um, to see that Aboriginal children are developmentally on track ac across the five domains. So it's gross motor, fine motor, communication, problem solving, and personal and social. And um, so that tool's used, well, it was used from zero to four years, um, and now it's expanded up to zero to five years. Um, and what we, you know, 10 of the local ladies, community connectors, plus also our partner agencies, because uh, Connected Beginnings is also a service integration model. So we, with Department of Health, we've partnered and um, other early years providers. So on group, we have 54 reasons. So we offered the training to their staff as well. So having 10 local Anandiliakwa ladies um, going out and um, utilising the ASQ track assessment tool um, in the last 12 months, we did 83. And from that cohort um, of the 83 children, we're finding that most of the children are developmentally on track. And then if they're uh, not meeting the domains or are below par, that we're in the first instance providing strategies um, for the parents like um, with gross motor. Um, in, in Aboriginal communities, a lot of the babies are held um, instead of being put on the ground with mat time. So, you know, we're encouraging mat time for the babies and we're also encouraging parents to um, to attend um, Families as First Teachers programs. So we're finding that, yes, we're having, you know, more children um, engaging in early years and obviously the parents. Um, we've got an increased uptake in um, preschool and now um, we'll have a cohort of children that we will be able to screen in. We'll have the numbers in a Nurugu for um, the AEDC um, assessment for next year in transition. Fantastic. Sounds like you're getting some really good early signs. Um, and Therese, you told us that the program is one of the best things you've ever worked on as a public servant. Um, keen to hear if you've got any personal takeaways um, that you've learned from working on the program. Thanks. Yeah, the being able to see the impact of the community voice leading the work um, and how the program has evolved over time to really shift the power. So, you know, putting that power back into the community, empowering those communities to lead the work and seeing what can be achieved when they are they are the decision makers on the ground. Um, that's been pretty um, amazing and special to be a part of. And also from the Commonwealth point of view about how we've actually enabled the flexibility and innovation so that, um, you know, really the, this enabling those um, communities to be successful in providing them with tools and resources to do the work. And, you know, Leslie was talking about the ASQ track and that's something that we've been um, supporting and really trying to um, expand across the program where communities see that that, you know, would work well for them, um, you know, just enabling them to make be the decision makers but also, um, you know, how the program has been embedding the Closing the Gap priority reforms um, over time. And, you know, we just recently had an evaluation that has found that, you know, the program's making a significant difference in closing the gap. So that's, um, you know, really exciting. And I know that, 
as it expands, it'll continue to um, to do that important work, um, and you know, by providing them with with the data that's so critical, you know, sharing that data back to to communities because you know they they own the data. So you know, we've really been pushing in the program for that data to be provided to the communities um, as much as possible. And we've worked across the Commonwealth and across state governments and uh, collected that data and sharing it back to the community so that they can use it. Um, yeah, and the partnership with SNAKE and, um, and other, you know, um, stakeholders has been critical as well to the success of the program. So I think, you know, it has been um, it's a great successful program and I've just been really Glad to be a part of it. Sounds like a real privilege. Therese, Leslie, thank you very much for joining us on Unearth today. I think what really stood out for me was just how multifaceted the space that you're working in is and how you're bringing all of these different pieces together, whether it be social services or health, to make sure that these kids get the best start in life and are, and are ready for learning. And it just makes me reflect on how how much goes into just getting kids ready for school. Um, so thank you very much for sharing your stories. It's been a real honour to listen to you and particularly to hear about the differences that you're making in the communities that you serve. Listeners, we hope you enjoyed hearing from Leslie and Therese today. What did you enjoy about this story? Let us know by leaving a comment on our social media channels or even better, by writing a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and many other podcast platforms. Work With Purpose is produced in collaboration between Content Group and the Institute of Public Administration Australia, ACT, supported by the Australian Public Service Commission. Public Sector Unearthed will return in a fortnight. This podcast is produced in partnership with Content Group and the APS Reform Office. Bye for now.